Hello, football fans. Welcome to That Football Show. Today, we are talking about the spread offense. The spread offense. The spread offense was created back in the 1950s. Really, they say it was created in the 20s and 30s, but TCU's coach in 1952, Dutch Myers, uh, was the first one to really implement it at the college level, got widespread notoriety, was able to move the ball in different ways. Uh, In 1956, Northern Illinois added to the spread the concept of the shotgun. So let me break down what the spread is. The idea of the spread offense is right in the title. The concept is to spread the defense horizontally from sideline to sideline. You You want to create a lot of gaps, a lot of openings in the defense. Uh, in and in on the offensive side, they call those lanes. So you have running lanes, you have passing lanes that are opening up by spreading the defense out further. So if you're in tighter, the lanes are a lot smaller or non-existent. If you're running with two tight ends, three tight ends, two running backs, the defense is going to line up with your offense. We try to run up the middle. You see a lot of this on goal line uh, stands where an offense is down at the one yard line and they can't score. It's because there aren't any lanes. There aren't clear run lanes for a running back to get into. Uh, you you see, you know, play action and sweeps and and tosses outside. That's really the only way to get through that uh, unless you have a bigger team. But on the a spread offense is really designed for a faster, smaller team. You see a lot of this in high school where, you know, schools don't necessarily have the biggest, the strongest offensive linemen or even running backs. They will spread the defense out and just get their fast players into space, into the lanes. Most spread offenses on their roster are going to carry between five and seven wide receivers on their, on their game day, 53-man NFL roster, they're carrying five to seven wide receivers. And it's because these guys are running all over the field. You want to keep them fresh. The worst thing that could happen on a spread offense is to have a slow wide receiver. So you don't want to have a slow wide receiver or a tired wide receiver. You want to have the maximum speed, maximum effort. Usually in a spread, you've got three or four of those wide receivers on the field at any given time. If you've got a tall, fast, tight end, they may be split out as well. So he might be a, a, his position might be a tight end, but he's split out and looks like a wide receiver. Even sometimes you'll see a running back go out wide. You see this a lot more in college and the NFL as you're watching on TV, a running back will line up out wide uh, and maybe even motion into the backfield or the quarterback could motion him in if he needs some extra block protection, but you'll see wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs all spread out across the formation, making the defense spread out across the formation. Now, the most common look in a spread today is the shotgun. So you've got five offensive linemen, you've got a quarterback five, four or five yards behind the center, 
usually there's a halfback, running back, tailback, whatever you want to call him, standing right beside the quarterback. So he'll be he'll be on one side or the other. Typically, that is what designates the strong side or the weak side for the defense. We'll, we'll talk about them later. So you've got a running back there and the, then four receivers. One of them might be a tight end. It might be four wide receivers. It might be a second string running back out there. But you've got four other players that are sp- spread out wide. Usually, you'll see two sets of two. And these guys are going to run two-man combination routes. So you'll see you've got the quarterback, you've got a running back to one side or the other, and then out wide, you've got two wide receivers to the right and two wide receivers to the left. What I mean by combination routes, these guys are going to run routes that confuse a defense. So usually they are crossing routes. So one of them might run uh, a slant route, which is three steps up and then basically run towards the middle of the field's slightly slanted towards the goal line so you're you're angling towards the goal line and the inside receiver would run an out route so three steps forward and then run out away from the quarterback towards the sideline that confuses defenses if they're in a zone you might follow the outside guy in and get confused and not see the guy coming underneath making him open Uh, you might sit in your zone a linebacker may come up making that slant open a lot of different options with those combo routes, but you've also got smash, which is the outside receiver runs five yards down the field and turns around, which is like a hitch route. And the inside receiver would run a corner route. So he would run five yards down the field and then run an, basically an opposite of a slant. You could call it a flag route or a corner route where he's running five, seven yards downfield straight ahead and then angles away from the quarterback and towards the end zone, like a a backwards slant. So he's running towards the sideline behind the hitch route. And then especially in a zone, that corner has to decide, am I going to come up and cover the hitch or am I going to drop back and cover the corner? Hopefully he's got a safety coming over top to cover the corner and he can come up and cover the hitch. In man-to-man, that corner route's hard to guard, but it's also really hard to throw as a quarterback. So that doesn't always land, uh, but that's another common route is the smash route. So those receivers are running two-man route, combination type routes. They could also run pairs where they both run a hitch or they both run a slant. Uh, Not very likely do they both, or not very common, are they both running out routes, but it is possible that one runs an out and one runs a corner. That's usually called a bench. Those two, that combination is called a bench route where one of the two receivers runs an out It could be either or, and the other one runs a corner route. So a lot of different options, a lot of ways to manipulate and confuse the defense, but really it comes back to the spread offense and having the flexibility to run those routes on both sides. Then the quarterback can look at the defense and determine which side has a stronger safety, which side has more defenders on it. I'm going to throw to the opposite side. So he's got the options, but in the quarterback, it's a little bit easier because all both sides are running the same route. So he doesn't have to think, okay, on this side, they're running a smash, but on this side, they're running a bench. He knows both both sides, they're running the same route. You see that a lot in a spread offense. Um, a lot of times in the spread, there aren't a lot of fullbacks. And you're seeing that more and more in the college game 
as teams are moving towards this spread offense, you're seeing the fullback position go away. Now, when you get down into those goal line situations and you want to pack everybody in and show you, show the other team how tough you are, usually a number two tight end will come in. Every once in a while, you'll see like a gimmick where they'll bring in a defensive lineman to line up as a fullback. And the fullback is the in an I formation, the guy between the quarterback and the tailback. He's usually your lead blocker. But the fullback position is sort of going away with the spread offense. Some, some people still carry it, but... Uh, less time on the field, less options. Um, and usually in today's game, no matter what offense you're running, the fullback isn't touching the ball a whole lot. But uh, usually we're eliminating the fullback position in a spread offense. Now, uh, the most common plays to run out of this are uh, two-man option. And now that is a run play, a two-man option which is the quarterback is running, he's got, uh, there are two different types of options. There's a midline option where, let's say the quarterback has a tailback to his right. What what the quarterback's doing, he gets the snap and he's looking at the defensive end on the right. This is a midline option. We're not going to block that defensive end. We're going to let him run free. And then the quarterback is, uh, is reading him to determine what to do with the ball. So the option is we're optioning this guy. He's the conflict. He's he's the guy who has to decide. As soon as the ball is snapped, the running back is going to cross in front of the quarterback, arms up, ready to take a handoff. And the quarterback is staring at that defensive end. If the defensive end sits still, the quarterback gives the ball to the running back and he runs away from that defensive end. If the running back or the defensive end crashes down the line or flies up to try to make that tackle, the quarterback will pull the ball back from the running back and then replace the defensive end. So he's running right at that that position where he used to be because there's no one there now. That defensive end was supposed to stay there and stop runs in that gap. When he chases the running back who doesn't have the ball, there's a hole there. There's a lane there for the quarterback to run into. So that's the midline two-man option. There's also a pitch two-man option. It works exactly the same way. The quarterback gets the snap. He stares at the defensive end, usually on the side that the running back's lined up on, but it doesn't have to be in this situation. But they will. the quarterback will run directly at that defensive end, right, right at him to his outside shoulder, the shoulder closer to the sideline. The quarterback will sprint at that shoulder. He's holding the ball um, with two hands, with the ball at his chest, elbows out, sort of like uh, he's doing the chicken dance. Usually that's how he holds the ball as he's running the option. The tailback will be two to three yards to his to the quarterback's outside and one yard behind him. Because what's going to happen is if that if that defensive end stays still, the quarterback will pitch the ball with his outside hand to that tailback and you want him to be in good, you'll hear him say pitch phase, which is that two or three over and one yard back. So the quarterback really gets the snap and throws it directly sideways. And while the ball's in the air, the the tailback makes that one yard, catches up by that one yard he's behind, catches the, the pitch and off to the races around the sideline. If the, if the defensive end decides to take running back, 
So the quarterback starts attacking. He, the defensive end sees is conflicted and he decides to go for the running back and make the quarterback run it. He'll go to take away the pitch man. And then the quarterback will run just off tackle and either try to get outside or get upfield straight away. So that's a very common play in the spread offense for running. So we've already talked about passing. Now we've got the two-man option run. The other common run play is called zone. So zone is, we hear it about a lot more on the defensive side of the ball. Things that the secondary and the linebackers are doing is they're dropping into zone coverage. Zone is a little bit newer in terms of a running scheme. It's actually a blocking scheme. So really what happens is you think of the defense and they're covering zones. The offensive line will block zones. So they're not blocking people. They're not blocking uh, a specific player, a specific position. They're blocking anyone that comes near them. That's the zone block. So I'm blocking my general area. Uh, Usually they're going to the right or to the left. And what that means is they're going to try to do a reach. So let's say I've got, I'm in shotgun, I've got a running back to my right, and, and we're going to run zone left. Maybe it's a five zone is what they'll call it, or a seven zone, or zone left, or inside zone. But what, what's going to happen is the offensive line are all at the snap of the ball. Every single one of them in unison is going to take a big step with their left foot forward and out. That's the reach. So they're stepping forward and out, and then they are turning their shoulders in, pulling their right shoulder back because we're running to the left, pulling their right shoulder back, and then they're going to hit anybody that comes near them, almost creating a wall of five offensive linemen that have shifted a little bit to the left and a little bit downfield. By this time, the tailback has cut in front of the quarterback, gotten the handoff. Now the quarterback is reading lanes. He doesn't have a specific hole that he's supposed to hit. The linemen aren't moving in a way that creates a specific hole. They're just reaching and blocking. Usually you'll see him, you hear on TV about a running back bouncing, bouncing it out, and that's in a zone play. So he'll run up behind the offensive line, find a hole and cut into it, or he'll bounce outside, which really just means run outside, and try to find that outside hole or, or running lane. So those are the two types of run plays in the spread offense. You have a two-man option and you have zone run. It's, and every once in a while, obviously you have draw plays, which is like a fake pass handoff to the tailback. You have some screens, some bubbles, um, you know, a few other things that look like runs and really just are designed to get the ball out of the backfield into those open spaces and lanes. But really, those are going to be your main go-to run plays, are the two-man option and the zone. And in college football and in the NFL, zone run is a lot more common than the two-man option. So zone run, but in, in high school, you'll see more of the two-man option. A little bit of zone, but typically quarterbacks, especially um, at the high school level, are are maybe not don't have quite the arm strength as a college quarterback or a professional quarterback. So they're going to be a little bit more mobile and they're trying to run the ball more, more than likely they're running the ball a little bit more in high school. So uh, you'll see a little bit more two man option in the high school game. 
But like I said, the, the spread offense really came about and got popular in the 50s. Uh, that shotgun formation really started in 1956 by Northern Illinois. And uh, George Bork was the quarterback at Northern Illinois in 1962 and 1963. Using the spread offense, he was the very first college quarterback to throw for 3,000 yards. So I thought that was cool. Um, they did win. They were in the interstate intercollegiate athletic uh, division. So it wasn't NCAA. NCAA was smaller at that time. They were in a second tier. Uh, I, I don't know if it's more like NAIA or more like, um, you know, the FCS or division two, but, but it was a, a lesser division of football, but they won the national championship in that, uh, in that division of football. Um, that, that program, the interstate intercollegiate athletic division folded in 1970 and most of its members moved into NCAA. So I assume it was more like FCS than it was like uh, division two or NAIA. So um, another new development in spread offense is something called the pistol. So obviously manipulation off of shotgun uh, where the quarterback is maybe one step closer. So maybe three to four yards behind the center instead of four to five. And there are a couple of things. One of them is there could be a fullback to his right or a two tailback and another tailback behind him at uh, six yards behind the center, but directly behind the quarterback. You see a lot more power run, uh, power zone, uh, sweeps. You can now install a triple option where that two-man option game that we were talking about, could you could run both of those. So you could run a... Uh, read option with the the front guy, the guy beside the quarterback crosses in front of the quarterback and you read the defensive end that way. He runs across and chases that guy. Quarterback keeps the ball. Now he's got a, his, the other back that was behind him is in pitch phase. So you've got that option now with the pistol offense. It's gaining popularity, uh, not as much in the NFL, more so in college, but that's another aspect of the game. So here's what you need to run the spread. You need one of two things. Either you're going to have a strong quarterback with a cannon that's throwing those outside routes. It's really hard for a quarterback to throw the ball outside, out to the sideline. That's a very long throw. To gain fi a five-yard pass play, the ball might be in the air 30 yards. So you've got to have a, a big quarterback, strong arm. Um, typically, and the other part about having not just a strong arm, but you need a strong person because he's only got five blockers. So he's got some defenders that could be coming in on him pretty quickly. He, he could be getting hit more often than normal. So he's going to need a little bit more strength. On the flip side, you could run it with a fast quarterback. With a fast quarterback, um, you're probably rolling out a little bit more, rolling, at, which means the quarterback gets a snap and runs to one sideline or the other before throwing a pass. Uh, the old, that that type of quarterback will have more run lanes. You'll see them running the ball a little bit more often. You saw this um, out of quarterbacks like Tua when he played in Miami. You see Kyler Murray doing this a little bit more in the NFL, Lamar Jackson, where they're getting outside the pocket, fast quarterbacks, smaller guys, and, and you see huge, huge runs by these uh, quick quarterbacks. But then we also have spread offenses that work like Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger runs a spread offense at Pittsburgh. He 
I don't know if you've ever seen him play. He's not lightning fast, but he gets the snap. He stands in the pocket, waits for things to develop, throws the ball. So you could have really, you could go either way with the spread offense, which is one of the reasons that a lot of high school coaches and college coaches are implementing it because your team turns so quickly. So over the course of a few years, you might have a complete new offense and you might switch from a strong pocket quarterback into a fast option quarterback. That's okay. You don't have to change your playbook. You just switch more into option runs as compared to zone runs. Maybe you're throwing uh, short routes or you're doing a little bit more rollout, but for the most part, you can really run this a very versatile type of offense. Um, how do you stop it? So the way that you stop a zone offense, you've got a couple of options. The most common is a 3-4 defense. And what a 3-4 defense means is three down defensive linemen. Usually the nose guard is head up on the center. Like if they both look up, they're looking at each other's eyes. They're directly in front of each other, not shaded to a shoulder. And then you've got... Uh, defensive end on each side, and they're lined up between the guard and the tackle, but usually closer to the tackle and usually on the inside shoulder of that tackle. So you've got a nose guard and then two defensive ends, and then you have four linebackers, three, four. Three down linemen, four linebackers. You have two inside linebackers, two outside linebackers. Um, The outside linebackers are going to be sitting in that uh, hook curl zone area. Um, and to get a better understanding of that, check out, um, the cover two episode that we did a couple weeks back, but just to, to understand a little bit better about that hook curl option, corners are going to be man up man to man on the outside most receiver. So they're going to sit and guard those guys one-on-one. Think of basketball there. I go wherever you go. I'm, I'm following you. I had a, a coach in high school that always said, if, you're following this guy one-on-one. If he goes to the concession stand, you put ketchup on his hot dog. That's how that's how close I want you to follow this guy. So that's that's man-to-man. And then you've got safeties, and the and the inside linebackers are, are playing a zone. So the safeties are covering deep zone. Inside linebackers are covering shallow zone. So that's how typically how they're guarding against uh, the spread. Another option is a three-three-five, where you've got you basically you take one of those inside linebackers from the three-four, pull him out, put in a safety, and move him back about four more yards. So he's playing a monster safety, and a lot of times you'll see this is a three-high zone. So the two outside safeties are going to play deep. The inside safety or monster is going to take a few steps forward and cover that post and long slant route. Inside linebacker is probably going to go opposite of that safety coming up. So they kind of get into a deeper route uh, or to guard against deeper routes. And then your outside linebackers are either going to fly into the flats or they're going to sit in that hook curl area. It depends on how quick they are. That's the way to stop it. That's the way to guard it. Can't really stop offenses these days. You really, the job is to slow them down and keep them from scoring as many points as they want to. And then hopefully you've got a powerful offense on your side that you can score points. So that is the spread offense. And that is it for today's show, folks. Check us out on Twitter at TFB show 
That's That Football Show, TFB Show. Uh, you can hit up our blog, thatfootballshow.weebly.com. And as always, you can shoot me an email directly and I will reply to you. It's thatfootballshow at aol.com. That football show at aol.com. Thanks for listening.